I like how on you guys are for 9.55 in the morning. Hell yeah, we're ready at all times. So, hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Runner (laughs) Podcast. You can find us on uh, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube.com slash Dungeon Runners. You can also email us at DungeonRunnersPodcast at gmail.com. That's DungeonRunners with an S, podcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send us comments, uh, attitude, why you don't watch Star Wars and etc. What the shit? Why? Why? Why is everybody got a hard on on hating on Star Wars right now? I mean, okay. All right, the new trailer uh, dropped. Like, so just to date the podcast, the new trailer uh, dropped. What was it? Like, love three or four days ago. This is last weekend. It was a time ago. Yeah. Just to say, like, I I don't care too much for the new for the newest trilogy. I mean, that that's a pretty much a shared opinion by everyone. But I it the the new trailer doesn't look bad it's just a little wild but like the star wars in the past has always been really interesting doesn't have to hate on like the original trilogy but isn't that the one that people hate no that's the prequels that everyone hates the original trilogy is the one oh. that's really cool. yeah uh if you're an old-time listener of the podcast you guys as you guys know uh i have never watched any of the star wars films so i don't know anything really <laughs> that's man, man we could watch star wars you know no we could watch star wars on the podcast you, oh, no. nice 12 nice. to 15 hour <laughs> podcast of exactly. all of us just silently watching Star Wars and me every once in a while going, oh, this is a cool part. <laughs> or me going like, you see that guy right there in the in the cantina? Yeah, that's an Anzati. Or you, you see that, yeah, uh, see that just, over there? Actually, in the uh, extended universe, he does <laughs> and so on. He, he does what? Every twenty, me every twenty minutes, just asking, "Hey, is is this where the jizz music comes in?" <laughs> Wait a minute, no. The last the last time we talked about Star Wars, we talked about how the the fucking cantina music is, is called jizz music. What? What? Yeah. Oh God! There's an entire podcast just titled jizz music. That's why we called it that. Yes, that's why we called it that. Hey guys, make sure to check up the episode about that's called "What Is Jazz Music." What is jizz <laughs> music? What is jizz music? Is the name of that. Hey, we we have to censor it for fucking YouTube. Do we actually have to censor it? Yes, we can't have the word jizz in the title. YouTube's crazy right really? now. Really? No. There's yeah. a uh, there, there's a person that does voiceovers of old Gem and the Holograms episodes, and the, the title character is named Jizz. Yeah, well, the new, oh, U- new right. YouTube policy, for anybody who actually doesn't know YouTube policy, any the, uh, you can't use violent words in titles anymore, and there's an automated system now that essentially looks up like uh, messages like that it could be like sexual or anything like that. And also, whenever you use that auto-translate feature, you know, like you're, you can click auto-close captioning and tries its best to guess what you say. Uh, you can be demonetized now based off of, um, oh, it says fuck more than twice or something like that. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. So, anyway, it, I want to talk about Squarespace. What? <laughs> <laughs> I wish we were something. Take a quick, best, quick uh, moment to tell you guys about Audible. <laughs> hey, let me tell you guys a little bit about my friends at Postmates. If you guys, let me tell uh, you guys a little bit about my, my friends over at Etsy. Yeah. Uh, my wife's there. She sells teas. You're married. Make sure to check out the Ivory Monocle yeah, tea. Ivory Monocle tea sells teas. It's it's really good. I don't normally even drink tea, and since she started doing this, I've been drinking chai tea because I've discovered that I actually really like it. Actually, yeah, me oh, and uh, shit. me and my husband bought the full set, I believe. And oh uh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. got two new ones. We got to send your way. Uh, we have the Blood Hunter now and the Barbarian's Rage Black Ooh, Chai. We'll, uh, Blood we'll put in the Blood Hunter is like super hibiscus, so when you brew it, it turns to like a blood red color nice nice that is very clever Mexican. she's a clever girl please 
Wow. <laughs> um, but back to uh, Star Wars and the trailers. And oh, yeah, yeah. All this bullshit. And I don't care about no what people really think does. about how they how amazing they are or how horrible they are or how politically poignant they are or politically tone deaf they are. All I give a shit about is that Papa Palpatine is back and he finally came back from the store and I'm going to wave those Pop-Tarts right in Jen's face. You say Papa Palpatine? Don't you kink shame me. I'm just going to correct you. You mean Daddy Palp? It's Papa Palpatine. Papa Palp. If you were a real Star Wars fan, you would know that. Here's what I'm, wow. Here's what I'm going to say is like, so we heard him laugh, right? Was there anything else besides that that confirms like, oh, he's actually back? Or is, um, it, is it just a... I believe he, I mean, he's actually credited as appearing in the movie. Oh, he is. Okay. And uh, I didn't know if there's something deeper I just didn't see yet. Because I only saw the trailer. I don't like, I mean, to be fair, like, I don't watch too much stuff uh, like trailers. I don't like going into movies like with a, what's the word? Uh, you know, expecting something already. Uh, a predisposition I, towards the Yeah, movie, predisposition. Yeah, I don't like going in with a predisposition. I'd prefer to actually just go in and go in. So uh, I, I only saw the trailer just because it, it popped up on my Twitter. But uh, otherwise, I, I don't know anything else. I haven't dug any deeper. So I'm I'm curious. Like that, That's pretty much the extent that I know. Naturally, I am friends with a lot of Star Wars nerds. And they have speculated to no end amongst themselves as to what it would be and what they would like it to be and what kind of ice cream they like on this while they're thinking about the subject and you know, how it makes them feel deep down inside, you know, uh, all that crap, but none of it is relevant or at all answers the question. As far as we know, it's probably just going to be some sort of mid boss type crap that Hollywood's going to shove down our throats and then have Papa Palpatine just be a, uh, you know, like a force spirit that's going to test Kylo or, Ray or some bullshit, and Kylo Ray. And we're all just gonna be sad and punch people in the in the thing. Riot's gonna start. And people have Question to is, foster families for a while. <laughs> Jesus, do you think that we're uh, the, the the big question here is? Uh, do you think that Ray and Kylo Ren are finally gonna get together? That's what everyone's talking about. That's what we all want to know. Probably, but uh, you know, Ray you and Ross Kylo and can get together, but Kylo's so wide he can also fit Poe too. Why would you use the word fit? Because if he's like he's a thick boy, he's a thick boy, so he could lay down and be fit. essentially a full size bed for two people. <laughs> I don't. Okay, is he actually like that? Is that what the actor's body is like? Just, just going to the meme now. But the, is the actor's body actually like that, or is that just a? Uh, it, was that just like a really weird angle to try to film him at? I like something to do with both. like this? Really? I want to yeah, hold, hold on. Let me actually look at the picture real quick. And I, I, I scrutinize this <laughs> with my my Here homosexual superpower of determining body shapes on shirtless men. Let, let me show you this. Here's right, here's the official. Uh, let me put it in the actual Thunder Birds chat. It is that's the uh, that's the image from the movie. So we, we in looking at it, he's actually. I mean, he's 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 a thick guy in general. Oh, he he's is a, not. He's got the the muscular build kind of muscular build but uh that shape with adding the pantaloons like that and it's probably padded as it is it just does not help i was gonna say adam driver is actually not that thick of a guy like take a look right here i'm pretty sure this is him before a workout routine for the for the film but uh just putting on a a quick pick there adam driver's he's a very skinny boy and i'm guessing he must have gone through a lot of uh 
training and such for the for the movie because like obviously he's still an actor and all they do that yeah actors all do yeah but like they do some intense ass shit oh dude i know that was the thing just to get into that just just to to shit on creeps and matt for a while so while they're not here um that this was a thing where creeps had brought up doing a incredibly intense workout routine for 10 weeks which is supposed to be like a a movie star style thing for like getting in shape for movies uh but it's supposed to keep you in shape essentially like if you break out of you go into a 10 week routine and then you can either maintain with, with a lower regiment thing or you could do like you know if you went back to it you would still keep it for like a couple of months whatever you'd need essentially to do a movie and then you would lose your your body shape but um they were like yeah we're gonna do this we're gonna do this we'll be involved we'll all do it together we'll help each other out and i'm like i don't i've been wanting to lose weight so i guess yeah sure okay we will we'll try it i go out i buy all the food that's required for it I uh, get my get all the stuff I needed to. I get started on it. Creeps fucking goes to Canada, and he just posts on Instagram and Twitter about, "Oh, look at all this nice food. Oh, look at all these nice things I'm having." And there with Matt, like, "Okay, so uh, are we? Uh, are you going to be started on that?" Oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to get started as soon as Creeps gets back. God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> they so get they... me into it. I do it for like two and a half weeks before I go. What am I doing? I hate this, and nobody's doing it with me, <laughs> and I will, and I give up. <laughs> I'm so, I'm sorry. If I had known, I would have done it with you. I, I mean, I was just rec- telling Matt and Jen that I that I started a full on going to the gym every morning. Well, actually, I've been going to the gym pretty regularly, but now I've switched it to going to the gym at six in the morning, and that actually really helps. With, it really, uh, yeah, it really helps to force you to to swole up. Um, hmm. However, when you're doing this, and this is a precautionary tale for everybody who first. No, uh, I was thinking the same thing. Well, yes, do please do poop and pee first because you're gonna you don't want to be on a treadmill and having to poop and pee while you're on there. Uh, and it just goes around and around <laughs> and around. Oh, though, what you're really—I mean—or you know, stop and have to go over to the bathroom and blow it up because a mid-workout poop does not smell wonderful. Um, but Thank also, you for this PSA. You know, I make sure to cut this. <laughs> leave it in. Uh, take important. it over. You <laughs> leave <control>. this in. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, the uh, other thing, though, is really, you know, they tell you, oh, you got to eat this much protein. You got to do this. You got to do that. Uh, really actually pay attention to some of, to some of that and how you're, uh, how you're eating and you know, your levels of stress and all that stuff. Because you don't want to pe- be shitting literal bullets like you, you don't want to shoot out these tiny, hard rabbit poops that are covered in blood that you could throw into a sling and slay Goliath with. Why not? Because you might die. Or just have a very, very awkward conversation with your, with your doctor for the very first time, who you're meeting for the very first time, who happens to be an ancient old Chinese man who's looking at you, trying to figure out what the hell is wrong with you. And then you have to, and then he throws on the, um, like the headlamp thing to, to stare down the, the, the cavern of doom. You okay, man? Yeah, I'm fine. We have the same doctor. Really <laughs> we have the same doctor. It's Spike. <laughs> yeah, it's me. I'm the ancient Chinese man who <laughs> looks up your butthole. That's me. <laughs> I'm glad we did this. <laughs> I apologize to everybody who has to listen to this. <laughs> Especially if you're working out right now. Or you're working out right now and you find yourself really wondering what you, uh, what you should do with your workout? Just take Barney's advice here and don't poop. 
No, I said poop before. (laughs) Don't poop during the workout. Just hold it in. And I I apologize to to all the people who are patiently waiting for me to make content, and this is what you get. (laughs) Aside from, you know, the occasional Warhammer 40k thing. (laughs) What's that? Premium content. Premium content. Hey, if you're listening to this while you're working out, or if you're out at work at, like, you know, your business... Hey, let us know at the podcast uh, comments. Actually, yeah, you know what? You know, so- this is this is something I was talking about before. I was looking at the podcast stuff. I actually am very curious about where everybody listens to the podcast at. Because, like, if you're on YouTube, if you're on SoundCloud, or if you're on Spotify, or one of the other things. Obviously, if you're on Spotify, one of the other things, you can't comment. But if you're on if you're on SoundCloud or uh, on YouTube, leave us a comment. Let me know where you where you are. Like, if you're at work, if you're on your way, if you're at school, then don't listen to us at school. Wait till you get home, like a good kid, and. uh or, you know, tell all your friends about us. Don't, be don't like, encourage hey, look at this, this shit. Cool, <laughs> look at all those. Look at these cool guys at the Dungeon Runners podcast. That's Dungeon Runners podcast <laughs> at YouTube.com. <laughs> but, yeah. Don't forget that if you, you listen to us on Spotify, you can email us at Dungeon Runners podcast at gmail.com. That's Dungeon Runners podcast at gmail.com. Good Lord. No, please, if anybody, uh, but I, I actually am very curious to know where you guys are listening at because yeah, seriously, I want to know where you guys listen to us at. Mm-hmm. We, like, just drop us a comment, drop us an email, whatever, what have you. Anyways, Barnabas, what was this about poop? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that was the extent of what I was saying. <laughs> yes, please, poop, Barnabas. And, and also to to double back on 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 this, that not not the poop thing, but the apologies for not uh, <laughs> filming content. Um, <laughs> Again, I just want to say that back because poop, yeah. there's too much, you know, poop out there already. And, you know, I just don't want to t- I just don't want to take something that's been you either done poop. before or that's been pooped on repeatedly. Or, you know, I don't want to just sound like some poop creepypasta monger. narrator that just churns out constant, constant content all the time as if it's his, you know, way of living or something like that and then throws up a uh, content from something i'm trying to find a i'm trying still trying to find a good way to insult you spike i was like am i, am I being personally attacked am I being right now? <laughs> oh, yeah. he's, hold, he's holding the knife yeah. to your chin Why would you do this so I, I can honestly I'm say i have been writing and i've been uh, i'm like 20 pages in i, I just need to finish it I was like, didn't and you give me a new story recently you, you you wrote didn't didn't you write a thing that you wanted I've written me to- a lot of things I've oh, sent you so many things, and then you, you just sent say, me one. Yeah, I'll do it you eventually, or one. yeah, I'll take a look at it, and then you never hear from you again. You never hear from you again. But welcome to communication with me, where I never speak to myself ever again. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to start saying. Well, we finally solved the mystery. We finally solved the mystery of why Barnabas has the new content hasn't come out. It's because Spike just doesn't want. Because I just out. don't talk to him. It's <laughs> yeah, there you go. You, you don't hear my voice because I write stories. And then give them to Spike, and then Spike doesn't uh, doesn't narrate them. That's that's wrong. Actually, you know somehow what? makes it so that I don't speak. This is this is a nice thing. Uh, you can hear Barnabas's voice on one of my new videos. Barnabas has been in a series that I've been doing on uh, on YouTube that features incredible artwork from our friend. My hat is blue. Yes, incredible which, uh, artwork from my hat is which, blue. Yeah. Always good. Stagnation, which is called. Uh, there you go. No, no, it's not called stagnation. It's called. It, it, okay, I actually have a hard time pronouncing it. The name it's Exculero, I believe, is what it says. Um, Exculero. Yeah, I, I actually have a hard time pronouncing the name too because I think it's in. I think it's Latin, uh, is what she told me. But it's E X E X C E A R U L O. Carulo. 
Stagnation and Awakening are the, na- are the names of the two episodes. I know that. And um, Barnabas plays Snackdraw. Cool. Uh, this cool. What 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 you call him? Darth Vader esque kind of character. It's like the Darth Vader Doctor. Yeah, Darth Vader Doctor. Yeah, and uh, he controls like these de- like this band of demon hunters, which is pretty neat. And it's pretty cool. And my head is blue. Did a great job on the whole oh, thing. Yeah, she wrote it and she did all the artwork. And I, there's part three is coming out, and I I don't have part three up on the channel, but like you can find it on our DeviantArt page. The part three artwork is fucking nuts. Like it I don't is. know. If, yeah, she showed it off in in a lot of these a lot of our chats together, and like it's fucking crazy how much like she's improved and everything like that. And the color palette used for that one is so wild. Do not drop LSD and look at the picture. <laughs> the, the colors, man, colors. the colors. And uh, if you want to hear some more of mine, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, to two other, two other channels. If you, if that's okay. Uh, 40 no, okay. theories. It's and, okay, uh, okay. Well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anywho, uh, I've done been one of the things that I have been doing to scratch that narration itch when I can is I've been asked to uh, narrate or voice the blue Primark, the uh, the Papa Smurf <clears throat> Robo Girly Man, and uh, <laughs> I've done it a couple times for Forty K Theories. If you want to hear me there or uh, Oculus Imperia. So wait, um, weren't you in a? I, I know I heard somebody's mentioned that you were you were featured in a pretty pretty big channel doing some some voice work recently, weren't you? How big are we talking? Big. That's true. Was it doing no 40K? Ways. Maybe 40K? I'm thinking of your 40K stuff. You might be thinking about the 40K stuff. I, I don't know 40K. I'm so and that is talking. why we have this problem. If you want to get this relationship back on track, Karen, <laughs> you need to go out and get yourself right with the emperor. Okay? Uh, dude, I know about that. I've talked to Trump before. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. God wow. Emperor Trump. God Emperor Trump is one of my favorite memes. And I'm not going to get political beyond this, but I just literally, uh, the, the meme, the God Emperor Trump meme is like one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen. Like there's that statue that like was made, like that art piece that was like the Warhammer 40K God Emperor of Humanity, but they put Trump's head on the top of it. Yeah. <laughs> it fucking killed me. I just died. Isn't 40K part of the Vermintide stuff? Yes. Well, yes. no, kind of. Uh, so That's 40,000 years in the past, right? Yeah, it's 40,000. So there's Warhammer 40K, which is essentially... Warhammer in the far-flung future and um, 40, you know, 40,000 40, years in the future. And then you have Warhammer, which is the fantasy stuff, and that's where Vermintide takes place. I say, you know, oh. uh, Barney, if you uh, you and the husband ever want to come down here and like spend some time over here, we have one of those, what are those things, the Games Workshop shops over here. Um, like, the, like apparently we're one of the few locations in the United States that have it, which is weird. But uh, they're normally just the ones that have, they just have the ones in England. But these are uh, like, you have like the giant statues of all of the, um, all the Warhammer stuff. They have big playing fields to play on and all the books. Or, Please, uh, those stop, books I can only get so erect. <laughs> like me and Matt were even discussing like oh if we wanted to play how much would they be and they're like oh yeah there's these $170 sets and we're both standing there like how invested am I actually going to be in yeah. this for $170 invested or? I used to, to yeah you have to paint them well you don't have to but if you want to be you know actually cool. good about it cool, cool. Um, back in the day I actually used to have a um, two different armies which uh, Chaos Marines and Tyranids and I used to get a lot of compliments on the paint jobs I used to do in the sense of uh, they would go over, people would come over and they're looking at everybody's minis while we're playing. And then they would look at mine and their immediate reaction was like, oh, these are painted. Ew. Oh. 
<laughs> Which to me means I did a good job. Yeah. Don't go popping Did you do? like uh, did you like uh, make them all gory and shit? I made them uh, extremely fleshy colored and pustulant and they, they yeah. What I, a I'm, good I'm, word. I'm using that word incorrectly. I'm most likely but pestilent. Um, they were like uh, yeah. It's um, there's a lot of like dull browns and light soft pinks and um cadaverous yellows and or more accurately pus yellows and you know, stuff like that it, it, it came out really good nice, nice. or uh or to quote a uh, quote warframe this is nidus you play warframe man? I don't know I mean. yes yes i, I do play together that'd be one of those mm-hmm. nice rhinos you know i don't even yeah. know if those are relevant anymore you, you strike me as a rhino mate yeah 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 I got uh, well. I I text. I did his all his colors in different variations of blue, uh, and he's called Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> but he's not. But he's a right. He's, he's not even fast. No, but he charges. Okay, I want to. I want to be mad about this, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> charge is the best part, man. And here I thought I was cool for making my Volt look like the Red Death from uh, uh, the DC Dark Knights Metal thing. DC like DC comic. Yeah, like yeah. You guys... Oh, is that when they did the the medieval the medieval series of them? No, this was uh, when they introduced these evil Batman, like a whole bunch of evil Batman that were all from oh, like, the negative universe. Negative universe. I remember this now. Yeah, uh, we had this long. Con- I don't think I've ever had the conversation here. Didn't they end up beating him with like no. the power of friendship? Essentially, right? What? Yeah, a metal that was made off of uh, like the bonds that people had together, wasn't it? Well, yeah, kind of, but. Yeah, yes, they won through the power of friendship, including the Joker's and Batman's friendship. Okay, what well, you trying to tell me right sure. now that you're like, oh no, they're not they don't actually have a friendship together? Don't you lie to me, Barnabas. Joker has a car. An estranged friendship. Um they both have cars. Yeah, but the Joker's is better because that actually has his face on it. And it can climb walls, yeah. if I recall. It's like a Batman's in the movies. Um But the Batman who laughs has become quite the interesting character. A lot of people really like him or are attracted to him. Yes, attracted to him. That he disgusting. Is disgusting. Anybody out there wants to tell me that they have an attraction to any uh, comic book character? Disgusting. It's sinful. Don't you have a poster of Angela in your house? Who's Angela? Don't try to front like you don't know. Who I don't is. actually know. I thought you were about to bring up the fact that my wife dresses up as Power Girl. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was going to leave her out of this. <laughs> But now that we're talking about it, fine. Let's discuss the boob window. <laughs> well, who's Actually, Angela? <laughs> the Angela, she was the she was in Spawn. She was the the angel that was like she literally just wore ribbons, and then she got uh, then she went over to Marvel. And now she's Thor's sister or some crap like that, and now she the, rules hell. The only thing I know of from um, from from Spawn is like the movie from the nineties. That was a great movie with John Leguizamo. With John Leguizamo. And yeah. nobody else. Hey, John. Oh, come on. <laughs> John Leguizamo played like the, just... the big fat clown thing, didn't he? Yes, he played the yes. violator. And uh, I think Mario Van... Was it Mario Van Peebles that no, played the spawn? I don't know. Uh, this was so long ago. It, it was a good yeah, while uh, ago, yeah. It was, it was like 95 or something like that, or 94. I remember I watched it when I was, uh, when I was a little kid. And like I was in the middle of watching it, I remember thinking at some point, I'm probably not old enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> it was 1997. Really? Michael Jai, Jai White was spawned. Huh. Huh. Why did I think Mario Van Peebles? 
Oh, I remember. I used to have a uh, a wizard because I used to collect wizard back in the day, and there oh, was this big old uh, spread of who they wanted to play uh, the various characters, and they wanted um, Anna Nicole Smith to play Angela, and they wanted uh, uh, Grand the guy who played Grandpa Munster to play <laughs> the the violator. How how versatile yeah. is that actor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. I'm sure he would have been fine. I mean, it would have dug his ass up because I think he was dead at the time, but. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> had to dug his ass up. It's fucking weekend and Bernie's in. <laughs> I mean, I guess. You're used Your to being weekend and Bernie's, to... Spike, considering how often you would miss the indie. Damn. How much I, uh, excuse me? How much you missed the indie. Uh, wow. Look here. I had a reason for missing D&D. You were lazy. Yeah, I want to sleep. <laughs> you want to sleep and play bitchy games. Yeah. Uh, look at Mr. I have to go to con. <laughs> I have to do work. <laughs> I have to record an audio thing. Sir, I <laughs> don't have, have do a schedule podcast. that's 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, like everybody else. I don't have a, break, a mandatory lunch break at 6.45 p.m. That I get what? paid for. 7.15 Why am I being bullied? <laughs> <laughs> You're not being bullied. Being cyber bullied. Sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not being bullied. Go on. <laughs> uh, hey, apparently they're making another Spawn movie in 2018. Uh, they, they started working on it in 2018. I feel like they've been discussing that for a while. Like, oh, we're going to make another Spawn movie. Like, they, they never actually, like, said. Supposedly, supposedly Jamie Foxx is supposed to be Spawn. I don't know if that would work. Django's going to be Spawn? Yeah. I can see that. But he would. Re- he, has he has to be like he's got to get that dark and gritty. He voice. has to bulk up. Yeah. yeah. And also, uh, uh, I really hope they just don't do up. another like origin story. I- I'd like them to actually do stuff. Yeah, continue with it instead of fucking start yeah. again. I'm say like he doesn't have to bulk up. The you guys, uh, you, I don't know if you have. If you haven't, don't worry about it. Did you guys see the uh, the new Hellboy? No, no. It uh, is less than satisfactory, mm-hmm. but it's. Um, so we went to go see it, and it's it's very obvious that the guy they have playing Hellboy now is not nearly the the size they wanted him to be. So they just caked on makeup over the top of him until he was, and like it's uncomfortably large amounts of makeup. <laughs> like I don't even know how else to explain it besides that. It's just a huge amount of makeup they put on him, and like uh, one of the big problems is that it feels almost like they. Um, they weren't too sure uh, what they wanted to spend money on. Like they didn't have enough money for everything, so we're gonna pick and choose the points we're actually going to spend money on the on the movie. And like they put a lot of it into some makeup and props, and none into others. There's a scene at one point. I'm pretty sure I saw like skeleton hands from Spirit Halloween. One of the characters was eating, so it was like right there, center frame. Not even like like oh, we're just nobody's gonna see this, so we push this off to the back. No, it's like right there, center frame. Uh, like Hellboy's horns on the top of his head look like they were little plastic pieces, and every time they would touch them, you'd see them move. Like on, <laughs> you'd see them move or compress on his skin, so they didn't even look like they were solid at all. They didn't try to sell it at all. Jeez. Yeah, so I was saying like it, it, nobody has to bulk up. Yeah. You can you can just Hellboy it. No. <laughs> Do you want a good movie? No. No. Do you want a good movie? Go watch Shazam. I mean Kazam. How was Shazam? It was actually really good. It was quite really? enjoyable. Yes. Nice. Um, it really it was one of those like 
it was still an origin story, yet somehow it still was fun. Did it stuff. still did stuff. It still pushed you through. It definitely did not take itself seriously. And it made you know, hey, this takes place in the DC universe, but we're not going to cram it down your throat that these characters are going to meet one day. We're not trying to mm. create a uh, extendo universe here. We're just letting you know this takes place in the universe. Oh, that's uh, nice. Mm-hmm. That's nice, especially as especially the part it doesn't take itself seriously because DC is having a big problem with that with their film. Why'd you say Martha? I see exactly. See, man, this is why I uh, this is why I don't want to end up watching any of the uh, the good DC movies though, because then it's gonna give me hope. And hope is the carrot <laughs> before the horse, yeah, but or the same in your thing, case, in the, like the donkey. Yeah, hope is the donkey before the horse. But in the same uh, sense, if you don't watch the one that doesn't take itself seriously, then they're not going to make any more of it. Yeah. In other words, go spew the- your money all over them. No. Yeah, you have to. Sh- you you vote with your you vote with your wallet. You show what you want to see. I refuse. I refuse to give money you know, to something like, that I don't want to see more from. You know, you we're trying about? to help you here, and I feel like you don't want to be helped, and that you just want to be upset. This is why we don't watch Star Wars. God! Does anybody watch really watch Star Wars, though? Really? I've watched a Star yeah. Wars before. Um, so, <laughs> circle back to the Star Wars thing. Why is it called the Rise of the, Star- the Skywalkers, or whatever it's called? Star Walkers? Rise of the Star Walkers? Rise of the Star Walkers. What was it called? Was it Rise of the Skywalkers? Something like yeah, that? that's the one. Yeah. It's, it's fucking help. I don't know. <laughs> uh, this is, I, I guess I, I don't, I don't know, really, even what it's <laughs> called. I... I I I keep seeing the one uh, meme of it that just says uh, the Emperor's new groove, and I'm like, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> it's the rise of the Skywalker, not Skywalkers. Rise of the Skywalker, I guess. Okay, it's the yeah. the rise of Skywalker. Uh okay. The rise of Skywalker. Rise but of Skywalker. Why? Well, I saw someone talking about it um, on a. Less popular podcast known as the Rooster Teeth podcast. Oh, dude, nobody listens to that. Um, it's all about the Dunder Rose podcast here. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were like uh, theorizing that it might be like a another clan thing. So, like, you know, you have the Jedi, the Sith, and then you probably Skywalker. have Skywalker. Yeah, if that's they, the like the middle, if that's where they the connect, truth, uh, I hate it. Where they connect the the two teachings of the Sith and the Jedi. Um, and then after that, then they'll go on a magical adventure to go fight the Yuuzhan Vong. Yes. Go on a magical adventure to what? Look, this is how Star Wars is going to end. Kylo and Rey are going to get together. They're going to make a whole bunch of uh, Force-sensitive babies. They're going to call themselves the Skywalker Clan. And then they're all going to pile into a magical school bus that's being driven by Papa Palpatine. And then they're going to go off to a planet... And they're gonna go fight, and they're gonna go fight the Yuuzhan Vong with the power of love, friendship, and Kylo Ren's massive chest. Now you're talking what? my language. I thought Jedi's weren't supposed to fuck. That's that's not true. Barmus, enlightened. Uh, they're not Jedi's because they'd be Skywalkers. See, there you go, Spike. And I think yeah, at some point they were not per- not prohibited from fucking, but they were prohibited from getting married or some bullshit. I know far I more about the wait, I thought, Sith and the I, I, wait, I thought they I were prohibited from getting married, but they weren't prohibited from fucking. Exactly. That's what I said. That is not what you said. <laughs> that is exactly what I said. I said they were prohibited from uh, from getting married, but not prohibited from the fucking. That's it. I'm no, like, I thought they were prohibited from... Okay. 
Yes. Yes. Okay. I follow Look, along. They can stick the, the P in the V or take the take the P into their V, but they can't go around putting a ring on it. They can't go around peeing in V. I feel you. Hey, yeah, stick it in. And, and the girl in GP. That's, yeah, that's the oh, truth. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. Everyone, welcome to the uh, Health and Safety Podcast. Jedi Knights aren't celibate. The thing that is forbidden is attachments and possessive relationships. A quote from George Lucas himself. The Sith, on the other hand. Sith will fucking take things all they want. Hey, so, um, since the only thing I know about Star Wars is having watched someone play through Star Wars, the Knights of the Old Republic. Hey, aren't Sith ghosts a thing? Yeah, yes. So there's... So isn't that going to be Palpatine then, probably? Most likely. My my other... It's either that or it's like his... uh, uh, spirit went into a clone or something. Um, but yeah, uh, so uh, you have Force Ghosts and for uh, for the Spoops, uh, for uh, for the Jedi, and for, well, actually, pretty much anybody with enough Force sensitivity or Force power, um, if they want to stick around, they can stick around. In most cases, uh, Jedi stick around so they can impart their knowledge and provide to people. Um, their uh you know some guidance before they finally accept their rest and go and be one with the force the sith on the other hand call it the madness beyond death mm. because they're so uh you know essentially about the me and about their passions and so and and all that that no no fuck you i this is me i don't want to go and join the join the force i want to stick around as long as i possibly can and i'm going to shove myself up all up into this tiny little jedi Jedi uh, student that decided to disturb my uh, my tomb. I mean, who the fuck we would think that screwing around with the uh, screwing around with the grave of Exar Kun would be a good idea? Who the I'm hell deep. builds their Jedi Academy on top of a gigantic uh, Sith site? Who tell me? I think you're referencing the video game. I remember. I think seeing you're referencing yes. um, your ignorance. Wow, <laughs> I'd, I'd be a Sith. Your arrogance. You should sit yourself down right now. <laughs> ah! Ooh, when you say it like that, it makes me want to sit my pants. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> it's, it's not even close to being an end of the podcast. This is the end of the podcast right now. How long does this no, podcast go? I, I need to okay. eat. Uh, Matt, just like put a, in like, like yeah, oh, Matt just put in like a nice 15 minute long laughter track from the studio audience and the ending of the Seinfeld theme. Good night, everybody. Anyways, hey Barnabas, how's the D and D going? Um, so we have D and D. Wait, 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 wait. wait what, I heard there's a new system for D and D. Tell me about that one. Don't tell me about your other campaign. No, Spike, you're not allowed to even be part of that. <laughs> I want to though. I just can't be here. <laughs> Why is he not allowed to be part of it? I, I because he's never around. Yeah, that's my big problem, dude. I want to be a part of like all the different D and D sessions. It's just like, hey, like I just told you in June, I'm going to out of the state three weekends out of the four. I'm just yeah. not at home. So here's the th- so here's the thing. Currently, D and D is for for me at least is uh, three games. We got a Deadlands game, which is a uh, cowboying and hooting and hollering using uh, the fifth edition rule set and uh, <coughs> uh, some fancy schmancy uh appropriated rule systems so it can be more wild westy and that takes place friday nights and then we do do another game on saturday morning afternoons with a smaller group of people so that they could enjoy ravenloft because everyone yeah. who's ever played D should at least enjoy ravenloft once and know what it means to uh 
they have to deal with the mists and domain lords and all that shit. What's um, Ravenloft? I agree. I actually, I absolutely agree. By the way, Ravenloft should. If you ever play in DD, you should play Ravenloft at least once. It is gothic, uh, gothic horror D and D, and it's actually there's a lot of cliches in there, but that that's the point of it. It's very much mm-hmm. supposed to be that you know feeling of hopelessness and that feeling that yes, evil is technically in charge, but these small victories are the things that we're taking as our, you know, as, mm. as our win or the fact that some people are idiots and make uh, bad choices with eldritch abominations and then have their hand turn on them later on. Wow. What this shit? That wasn't a bad choice. <laughs> Try to betray all of us. Yeah, but uh, to be fair, I also didn't know you as well back then. I wouldn't try to betray you now. Yeah, you would have. You were trying to take people's souls. I wasn't betraying you. I was taking their souls and using them to help us. You were using it to help you. No, actually, no. I was using it to help the group. Yes, by by destroying them and by destroying those souls and using them for your own uh to to fuel your own powers. Yeah, which you used to help the group. Yes, absolutely. Which I used to help the group. Yes, there you go. Stop it from being an evil thing. But this is this is the thing, okay? This is what's known as personal sacrifice. Anyways. You know who I miss? Nameless. As, I did. The guy who willingly decided to go evil by eating human flesh at the end of the campaign. And do and doing a lot of drugs. <clears throat> um He found mysterious vials and injected them into himself. Yeah. Uh and uh and refused and kept on making up lies after lies. Yeah, he he just it went bad for him. Um <laughs> and then on Thursdays, we're doing a, we're utilizing a different system, which is called the Cypher system uh, by Monty Cook. And it's actually, uh, 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 it is so great. I, I have to just, it's like the bastard love child of Mutants and Masterminds, Dungeons and Dragons, and Vampire the Masquerade. Like somehow they got together on one crazy boxing day had this weird orgy and this is the love child that came out. What it is, is that it's a very simplified uh, statistics and rules for you to use. You cannot power game it. It is very just, no, you're, this is what you have at this rank. These are the things that you can get um, so that you're not some piddling, you know, first level person that just dies every, every five seconds, but you also can't just walk around and be the Phoenix force or anything like that. You really can just you you want to you you want to attack with a sword? Okay, three damage. You want to attack with the power of a flaming fist? Okay, three damage. You want to attack with by rending the cosmoses in two and uh, causing a rift and making black holes? That's great. Three damage. You want to smack them with a honey badger, a, t- a rabbit honey badger attached to a two by four? That's great. Three damage. Or just throw a fist oh. punch? Want to throw a fist punch? Three damage. Really? What if I had a gun? Three damage. Three damage. I feel like the, the point of it is to say that I could then fight a god, and the god uh, is just as strong as I am. No. Um, so, And the way that it works is that everybody rolls their own d20. Like, the, the DM doesn't roll anything. It's all y'all. Someone, something's attacking you, uh, you need to roll a DC, uh, roll a d20 against the DC that is set by the monster's difficulty for the defense. You want to attack it? Same thing. You uh, want to deal damage? Well, the damage is flat. So you deal your four damage. Do you want to do a skill? You want to try and intrude on its brain? You know, whatever. It's all y'all's rolls. And you cannot add, 
there's very few things in the game that adds bonuses, like a plus one to the roll or a minus one to the roll. What you do is you utilize your skill pools, which you only have three, and your, uh, sorry, your ability pools, which you only have three of, and your perks that you get as you level up to ease the cost of utilizing those pools to attempt to ease that roll. So essentially you say you're rolling against something that's a, uh, that sets a 15 DC and you're trying to roll a intelligence save, let's say. What you do is you apply effort. So you use up three points of your uh, intelligence pool to bring that 15 down by three and everything's done by three. So it goes from 15 (laughs) to 12 to nine. And then you roll a medicine check to hope that your husband doesn't die of uh, lung poisoning. Oddly specific. Yes, oddly specific. Um, it, in combat, so I had about five monsters and five players, and combat was over in about ten minutes. Hmm. Whereas five E would have taken that probably would have taken would have taken like a good hour or two to get through. Yeah, and it's all because it's all flat. You're you're not rolling for damage. You're not rolling for all this extra crap that you're adding for crits and crit fails. And while that that to other people it may sound boring because it's just all this flat stuff, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to add on all the adjectives. You're supposed to uh, descriptions and all that stuff. Like Spike, when you were doing your D and D campaign, you're saying, "Yeah, describe it. How does it look? What does it do?" Or you just described it for us when when need be. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the flavor flavor texture. texture. The other thing too is that like while this game is very low on very like stringent rules one of the rules that i really that i I really like is that you cannot be a so a a lone wolf you have to be connected to these other players and you have to be going out and doing things for a reason you can't just say like you can't just say i'm super edgelord lone wolf super oc do not steal standing in the corner and i'm just gonna go fuck off somewhere else while the party's doing doing other things no fuck you you're coming with us and you need to come up with a reason why you're coming with us Man, because, that seems like you need to have good players. To play that. <laughs> or you just yeah. need to have players that are willing to work together. Work together. <laughs> there, there's a lot of uh, like one one shot magic items in the game, or which are called ciphers. Or and all you have to do is like it, you take you take what they have written there, and you provide the context for them. So it might say, "Oh, this is a this is a data sphere," and you use it to ask uh, two questions. It can answer anything. So you can say, you know, you're playing in the far flung future. Oh, it's a, it's a big, uh, it's a big actual data sphere that you touch and you can ask the collective consciousness of the, of the hive mind, what it, what it means. Or if you're playing in a high fantasy. It's a little magic item that you use up and it asks the gods for something. Or if you're playing in, you know, urban fantasy, it's a cell phone. All it has is uh, enough, uh, enough juice for you to ask two questions real quick on the internet. It's literally the Wikipedia it's logo. It's literally the, yeah, the Wikipedia logo. Uh, stuff like that. It's, it's very easy to fit into places. And like one of the things that, uh, that came up while, when I was first introducing it to people was that how do I remake this archetype in this game? Or how do I make X inside, the, inside this game with the rules as they're presented? And all you have to do is just say, I don't need to. Uh, all I'm going to do is figure out what my person does and what it looks like, and then find the appropriate role that attaches it to attaches it. Yeah, the the role might say, "Oh, you wear a uh, you know you have this uh, these abilities of these fire abilities, and everything like syncs up with uh with all these fire. You know, I set things on fire when I touch them. I do this, I do that. Okay, great. But you're really a tech guy, and what's really happening is that you're just using the tech that you have to cause friction, and it makes things blo- makes things uh, combust. 
you know, you're kind of like a, a firefly arsonist or something like that. Or you want to be a gunslinger that riot, that has really good shots. That's easy. Just make a fighter, the, their fighter archetype, and work from there and, you know, find someone that's really good at range shit. It's not going to be, per- nothing is perfect with like, well, I let, you know, I want to be able to uh, sneak up behind them, shank them for uh, 46 points of, points of damage, and then they also have to make a death save DC, and they got to do this, and then I want to be able to uh, jump backwards and do all that. Kind of, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's not gonna. That's not gonna be in there because that's all saying, like, text. You still have limits to the amount that you can do per turn. I imagine you can't just like yeah, speedball my way across the room. Yeah, you can, you actually only get one turn per round. Uh, sorry, one action per round. Yeah, um, unless you have special abilities that let you do multiple actions. So you either move a short, like ten foot distance, and perform an actual action like attack. Or you move along uh, a longer distance and you're done. But the fighter ability BD abilities or the uh, <clears throat> agile type abilities, they have things where you're okay. I can, I spend some of my speed pool to be able to move a short distance or you know like 30, 50 feet and attack. Or I spend some I spend some uh, some points to make a make an attack. Or I add effort to be able to add extra damage. Great, that's what you do. So you're doing that. That's where you describe the, those extra things. I'm rolling in to do a death attack on this guy, so I'm going to apply some effort to um, to add to the damage, and I'm going to use my fleet of foot so I can jump back. Done. Easy. Granted, it helps. So there's a lot of like uh, made to fit. Like you can, it's like you can usually. It's like a set puzzle piece, and but you can still make things into said puzzle. Piece. Yeah, it's kind of like a those puzzle pieces, those puzzles where you have all the edges. You print your own image. What's that? It's like a uh, it's like a uh, a puzzle where you print your own image. Yeah, on kind top. Of. And you you cut up the uh, you cut the pieces your own way, but you still have to you still stuck with the border. <laughs> uh, that's how I cheat at puzzles. Just cut out cut off the cut off pieces to make it fit. Exactly. That would be a wonderful art piece. What I'm saying, you just cut off all the edges till you make a square, and then you just put that to make the uh, puzzle out of those squares instead. I love it. It's a great idea, John. Stealing it. I feel like I feel like people do that. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, not to get super off topic, but there was that um, art installation where people were found out that uh, a lot of puzzle makers use the exact same cuts for different types of puzzles, and they just put them together. So then you get things like a horse that's also a train. That sounds really fun. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I, that's like, that cipher system sounds super cool. Sounds like it's re- pretty easy to use. It sounds really good for people who like to talk about what they do in um, yeah because it, it is and that's something where it's like all. Uh, like DM, please describe everything I do for me. <laughs> and it also, it's really great to, you know, the cipher system itself comes with like some presets and, and all that. Like there's uh, I think God's fall or uh, the strange Numenera, you know, these, all, all these, uh, so they have all these settings, but you can really take the system and break it down to like, uh, I believe we talked about this, which is you can, you can say, okay, this is how you level up in the system. Uh, well, let's do something. Let's do something a little different. You, purchase your abilities as you're as you're leveling up instead and the system because the system is so simple it's super easy just to apply just to apply that i keep doing this uh over and over again um i finally figure out how to how to actually actually do it great you spend some of your experience to to buy buy that ability it's just a really simple and easy game <laughs> it just really yeah, it sounds super cool um by the way it i have something for sense. you jen uh, remind me when oh, we're done cool. with this and do uh, yeah, because I remember we were talking about it because like, we, I was trying to figure out like a nice system to build a campaign off of. Is there something I want to do at some point once I have free time? 
but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it makes a lot more sense now that we've actually described it. Because I was looking it up on my own, I was just like, man, this is some wild shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, like the one I and the one I gave you uh, to to peruse that was one of the like set settings. And so that was probably like the worst thing to ever give to somebody else and say, Hey, I'm thinking about shifting from shifting our 5e game to this, because that's like super to to Sapphire. It's a new for the listeners. It's Numenera, which means it takes place way in the far future to the point where, you know, people don't even remember a lot of older technology. And that's where that whole joke about, you know, it's, it's a cell phone with, that's capable of answering two questions for you. Cause it just happened to be open to the Wikipedia page. That That's the kind of stuff that's like, I found this magical item that will tell me the, uh, it will always be able to tell me the time of day it is and which way is North. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a pocket watch, but to them, they, they don't know. Um, the, uh, so that one's really hard for, would be really, really hard for people to just get into, but the, yeah, just jump yeah, in. But the cipher system itself, like the, just the regular book, that one makes it just, so easy. And one last thing, and then I'm going to get off the, get off the subject. Uh, there's a, um, a lot of people look at, uh, go to D and D or a lot of, a lot of other systems and they see a class and they're like, man, I love this class, but I just want to be stealthy. Like I want to be a fighter, but I actually want to be legitimately stealthy, like, like stealthy, like a rogue. Um, or I want to be it's a, a super fighter, strong but I want to be magical, like a, uh, like, like a wizard. But, but just like little bits. I don't want the whole shebang for wizard, but I don't want a multi-class. And, you know, I don't want to make the mistake of asking the DM, hey, can I pick pick and choose some stuff from the from the other class and uh, maybe drop off some stuff and then accidentally end up uh, either screwing myself or screwing the dynamic, the, the power of the game. Uh, the cypher system has an op has an option where it's like, here, here is like the, the, the wizard type class. This is the agile type class. This is the charismatic type class. This is the skilled monkey type class, whatever here over here are some, are the options of how to make them very easily stealthy. All you have to do is just, or uh, magical or intellectual, what have you. All you have to do is just say, I drop this ability. I pick, I pick this ability and it does not break the game at all. In fact, it encourages that honestly to, uh, to really make the classes how you want them to be. I actually, at the very beginning of the of the uh, class section of the Cipher System book, actually flat out just says, "Hey, uh, this is how you just make it make a class, just straight up. Like, go over here, pick the pick these things, done. Well, bam, make it yourself. Make it yourself. Oh, yeah, if you're so fucking smart, why don't you make it yourself? Oh yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. well, that's uh, honestly like sounds super cool. So super super simple. It's something I want to look more into and be able to make my own thing soon, hopefully." When Psych, when are you going to DM again? Huh? Honestly, I really. Uh, so the thing is, I have things I want to DM. I have things I want to work on, or that, that I'm working on that I could DM. But everything I do has to be a one shot. That's either done like literally in one shot or in two, because like I'm just, just not there. Shot. I'm just not around for it, dude. Do a fucking one shot. Okay, sign up. For, fucking square up, asshole. We're doing the one shot. Fine, I'll fucking I'll do a fucking one shot. I'll play at uh, either a paladin or a monk. yeah. You wanna you wanna you wanna play the gauntlet, the fucking game I've been playing with everyone. Sure, I don't know what that is. Okay, uh, everybody, join us next week for a very special Dungeon Runners podcast where we all play Dungeons and Dragons and they're forced to go through the gauntlet. I highly doubt we'll actually do it because the spike. Yeah, I'm not gonna be here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because he's definitely not being here next week. Yep. I don't. Oh, oh God, I'm not Spike. Yeah, Miss uh, Mr. Spike. Up. Um, now you have 
explained that you have issues with uh, commitment due to your very busy schedule, and I understand. Mm-hmm. So there is a game that is being set up here uh, that uses the new system uh-huh. that takes place in a setting that you're familiar with. The Ravenloft, okay. Um, no. And uh, we're only going to be doing it about once a month on Tuesday nights. Okay. So that might be an option, but you're going to have to, you, you might have to go on hands and knees and beg somebody else to, to say it's okay. Who would I have to beg? You know who. You oh, know who. Well, no, this is more fun then. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm just going to say okay. <laughs> uh, anyways, if you guys want to hear more about our D&D escapades, be sure to tune into the Dungeon Run po- podcast. At this is the third advertisement for the Dungeon Run podcast. <laughs> oh, look. This is the end one, though. This is the end one, but I, no. but I had a story to add, story to add because we were because you mentioned D and D escapades. I wanted to like end on a end on a D and D story that I Please, feel yes. that a lot of people have not heard. Go ahead, fine. So I played for a while with uh, a group of a group of people, and they were this was in real life, like we met in real life every um, every weekend, and it was my friend uh, friend Donnie. Uh, well, correct, let me correct myself. My daughter Donnie. Um, uh, who is a uh, who is older than me and like three hundred pounds and six foot three or something like that? But he's my daughter. Uh, so there was Donnie, there was Ted, there was Chris, uh, there was my friend Carl, and there was me. And we were playing in Dragonlands, and the players were a uh, a pixie thief, a black robed elven mage, a cleric of the god of undeath, and a kender. Which is a small. They're like halflings, but they're extremely mischievous. Oh, um, big fan of their eggs. Yeah, and they. Uh, God damn it, it's fine. <laughs> uh, and and then there was Captain Tibbs. Um, Captain Tibbs, who was played by Ted, was a Drow monk, and you know we had house ruled in the Drow race for the uh, for the campaign. Actually, we we never we actually never found out Captain Tibbs's gender. Now that I think about it, we just always refer to him as he because. Uh, Ted was was playing him. had this uh, thing where he wanted to attach to himself all the various interesting th- items from uh, from their from their conquest. They killed they you know they killed a a dragon and he wanted their one the scales attached to them. We killed a this like a well actually it was an angel and he wanted the angel wings attached to him. And, and it took a while before he got a lot of the before he got anything attached to him because. D&D rules and whatnot power. Um, but he eventually got at least the tongue of a frog demon attached to his hand so he can totally toss it out like scorpion. Just one more. My cat decided that he really want, really absolutely needs to get on my desk. It's all right. We'll just cut this out. Yeah. Um, cut out yeah, the whole story. I just really want to tell the story. <laughs> Don't worry. My cat just wants to get on the desk. All right. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. <laughs> I can totally see that. Um, anyway, <laughs> Captain Tibbs. Got a uh, frog demon's tongue attached to his hand, a la scorpion. They and everybody's at this point very just wary of Captain Tibbs. Later on, the party must go to the towers of high sorcery so that they can so that the mage can take her test. And while they're doing this, they're doing their absolute best to make sure that nobody knows that the Kender can do wild magic. Because one, Kender should not do magic. Period. Two, wild magic is chaotic and can cause problems and in the hands of a mischievous ch- childlike cre- creature all hell could break loose well 
they get put they get put into respective rooms as they are waiting for the test the next day. The mage in her own room, the cleric in his own room, Captain Tibbs in his own room, and the Kender and the Pixie are put in their own room and magically locked in for the night. Well, everybody's just having a grand old time. And the Kender and Pixie decide we're fucking bored and we want out. So the Pixie tries to unlock the door, which is magically sealed. And like that, it's not going to happen. Even even he can't make that hide to see. Natural twenty, fuck me. All right, you managed to get through some unknown reason. You managed to break the seal on the door. They, maybe they just didn't think that you were good enough to uh, to actually break the seal, break it. And the Kinder and the Pixie go fucking off. Well, eventually they realize, oh shit, we're going to get caught. We should probably head back. Uh, they run back to their room. The Pixie runs into the room, slams the door, and locks it with the Kinder outside. The Kender's standing there like, what the fuck? He tries knocking on the door, he tries to get in. And uh, to no luck, Captain Tibbs, whose room was right next door, opens the door and just peeks around, just looks at him and says, if you, want to have a, uh, if you want to have a place to sleep, you can always curl up next to me. No, not going to happen. It's okay. So the Kender decides, I'm going to just cast knock, and that should open the door. Knock. He gets a wild search. The spell, go- oh. the spell goes off. And the wild surge that happens is a uh, he summons a low level monster to help him. Well, he's good. He's a good character, so he gets a unicorn. The unicorn appears. Hello, little friend. What can I? As Captain Tibbs has choked, has uh, wrapped his uh, frog tongue thing out of his hand around the uh, unicorn's neck, and the unicorn is being dragged back into Captain Tibbs's room. It's who's just dragging on the stone. It's just holding on for dear life against the uh, banister of the door, the, the post of the door. And he just looks back at the uh, Kenders, save yourself and get the poor thing gets dragged in and the door gets slammed. The poor traumatized uh. Kender goes into the door, goes into his room, closes it behind him and just goes, goes to sleep for the night. He's just traumatized. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, uh, the, the unicorn looks at captain Tibbs who at, at the moment, just looks like a normal elf because he's disguised and says, well, hello, maiden. What can I do for you? Why are you cutting pieces of me off? Jesus. Slaughters the over. At this point, uh, the mages have picked up on there's something wrong. So they go over and they check in on what's going on. They go over to Captain Tibbs's room and knock on the door. Captain Tibbs has a bloody unicorn on the floor because because <laughs> the, the unicorn can't teleport back out because the whole dimensional... Uh, a lock bullshit. So Captain Tibbs puts a disguise on it to make it look like he's making a rocking horse. And then he promptly covers his face with, uh, with some cold cream and opens the door like Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> so the, the mages leave him be and they fuck up. They, they, they leave. Now, Captain Tibbs is sitting here with this horn and he's just staring at it. Wondering, what do I do with this? How do I get this attached to me? Well, the last time I got this attached, I was, uh, it was with a, an artifact from the God of Undeath. So maybe I'll just pray to him and maybe that'll, ha- maybe that'll work. Meanwhile, the cleric to that same God is currently legitimately communing with that God in order to get, in order to get some, uh, some guidance on what to do next. And during that communication, the God looks at him and says, excuse me, there's a call on line two. Disappears. And goes to Captain Tibbs' room. Captain Tibbs, how do I do this? 
Oh, easy. Just become one of become one of my uh, one of my servants. Become one of one of my creations, and we will do this. Yeah, totally. Down. You're not even going to ask me what this entails. Nope. Just makes make this attached. As long as I as long as I get to still be me and attached, and this thing's attached to me on my head. This uh, unicorn horn is attached to my head. I'm totally down for it. You do realize that you're going to be, you know, hungry for the blood of other. No, less talky, more putting the horn on the head. Yeah, okay. <sighs> So he says, how do we do this? Well, all you have to do is just accept my kiss. Um, now, the mage on the uh, mage currently is in her room and she's reading a book. And her familiar is a uh, enslaved lantern archon, which is a tiny little puffball of light. And the tiny little puffball of light immediately, his Satan sense immediately goes off. And he just starts screaming, bad man, there's a bad man here. Like, ugh. He gets, uh, the, the mage gets up. She goes to the uh, goes to Captain Tibbs' door. And he, she doesn't even knock. She just opens it. And there's Captain Tibbs, a unicorn horn growing out of its head, while this person that looks like Lestat is giving this very burning kiss to his chest. She closes the door, Arcane locks it, goes back to her room, and voluntarily fails all her perception checks for the rest of the night. <laughs> the next morning, Captain Tibbs was standing there with this gigantic horn sticking out. The Kender was traumatized, and everyone's just staring at him. Captain Tibbs and nobody bothered to ask because everybody just felt that it would be, it would raise far more, far more questions than it was worth it. Yeah. Captain Tibbs was a great character. Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's how you play the, the true chaotic. Neutralist. That, he was the truest chaotic neutralist. Is, this. I, is that I neutral? That is that just day. evil? Yeah, well, it's evil once he killed the unicorn. Yeah. I don't know much about the god, but definitely unicorn is the like one true good uh, creature in D anD D. So you de- killing it definitely makes you evil. Is it? Oh wait, is it actually yeah, considered right, to be like yes. the one true good thing in D anD D? Yeah, right. Why don't I say that again? Uh, the, um, unicorns are considered to be like one of the true, one of the few true good creatures in the yeah. world, right? See, hmm. did not know that. Yeah. Well, that's what, well. Back in one of our campaigns, one um, you couldn't get uh, creeps wanted to get a unicorn horn wand, but uh, he can get it, but like you can't be the one that cuts it off because you consider like bad luck or yeah, you get cursed or some good. shit. I could only imagine that doesn't sound like it would have been a good good scenario. But hey, what do I know? I am imaginary. I don't know anything about like too much of the in- inside lore of. Uh, D&D. I've been trying my best to learn some of it. That's what, uh, Mr. Rex on YouTube does like these different, these really good lore videos. It was really interesting about like, um, history of monsters or, uh, I think he's doing a full series on different kinds of dragons and like the actual like biology of dragons and how they work. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yes. I've, uh, I've listened to him. He's actually pretty good. He's fucking great, man. Yeah. He's, he's, I Sounds said he's cool. pretty good. I, I said he sounds good. You cut, you cut off from me. I didn't hear you. I said he sounds good. Oh. You know, before we leave, this video is great, man. Yeah. <laughs> the, the last, the last D and D related thing I'm going to say is in critical roles. The Legend of Vox Machina animated special Kickstarter ended last night, and it ended with eleven million dollars, three hundred eighty-five thousand four hundred forty-nine dollars, with eight hundred and eighty backers, eighty eight thousand eight hundred eighty-seven backers. If one more person backed it, it would have been eight 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 eight. How rude! This is this is. Your fault, listener. Yeah. Back it. Actually, this is my fault. I didn't back it. 
This is spiteful. <laughs> I did. Like, send us off. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you uh, are listening on YouTube, then you should also listen on the um, on Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify, you should also listen on YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify or YouTube, you could also listen on SoundCloud. And if you're not listening on any one of those platforms, you're probably listening over one of the other podcast platforms like Google Play or iTunes. These are all things you can be able to listen to Dungeon Pod Runners Podcast on, and I'll appreciate every time you do. If you're not listening, then uh, I guess you wouldn't be able to hear me, so it doesn't really matter. But if you know your friend's not listening, you should make them forcefully. Don't forget to leave us a comment or a question or a uh, statement or an argument. Yeah, send us a hypothetical because we didn't have one this can... time. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Well, it's because we fucking started off with fire. Well, we should... Anyways, <laughs> make sure to email us at dungeonrunnerspodcast at gmail.com. That's dungeonrunnerspodcast at gmail.com. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for showing up. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, Bye Barnabas. Goodbye.